0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Do you have a favorite home run that you hit last season against Cubs? I guess the follow-up, Jason, is why? Why? You know why. <laughs> and they know why. Hey, that was Eloy Jimenez from these these recently completed Fest 2020, first at McCormick Place. And we are back, back from, gosh, almost two years ago. The Southside Sox podcast is back. And you know what? We do not mess around when we start off our podcast again after a couple years. We bring in the heavy hitters. And today with me on the podcast is the Queen of Soxfest 2020. Indeed, from Southside Sox and writer for Southside Hit Pen, it's Janice Curio, And welcome back to the podcast. We are back, Janice.
1: that's, that's
0: wonderful. That's awesome. Back with a vengeance, podcast electric boobaloo here for it. <laughs> so uh you know, the intro I just gave you wasn't hammy in the least. It was completely legit. You took Sox Fest by storm. You did a fantastic job for us on Southside Sox. The tweets were great. The connections were great. The coverage was terrific. I'm sure you're uh, fairly fatigued after uh, two pretty full days of all of it, but uh, your initial impressions of the fest itself and sort of the experience getting to do a little bit of uh, coverage maybe the fir- for the first time, certainly at least for Southside Sox.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, yeah, uh, SoxFest, uh, that was certainly uh, a thing that happened. <laughs> uh, just the energy was high. Um, everyone was definitely very excited, uh, fans and players alike. Uh, just uh, as a fan, I definitely felt that energy as well. It's probably what kept me going throughout the entire weekend, honestly. Uh, I'm pretty introverted. Uh So uh, essentially today is the day where I'm just kind of uh, crashing and uh, limiting my human interaction as much as I can. Uh, Yeah, so that's why I'm just playing with my dog all day. Uh, But otherwise, uh, yeah, I I don't think I have seen this fan base uh, so energized since, oh man, maybe since 2005. Um, I mean, I, I took a couple of years off as a fan. Uh, probably uh for, uh for for personal reasons more so, but uh other than that, I, I feel very rejuvenated. I, I feel as if Sox Fest was almost like a spa day for me as a fan. Like, I, I just feel refreshed. I feel just uh so optimistic about the future, uh this upcoming season. Uh and everyone else I talked to, everyone that I met this weekend, uh whom by the way, are super awesome. Uh, I got to meet a bunch of hit penners uh, for the first time, uh, Joe, Joe Rhesus, uh, namely, uh, Amber Gheezy, our, our rookie recruit. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was just such a great time overall.
0: Yeah, the nature of these sorts of things, of course, is to have fun. You're, you're buying stuff. You're eating some food. You're thinking about baseball. But, yeah, it does seem like we're talking about years, maybe even dating back to maybe even the all-in season. Um. Oh, you know, although that turned out to be a, a pretty rough one. But, I mean, it's certainly been a number of years since you can combine both the enthusiasm for just getting out of the house and engaging with other fans like you would at the ballpark and true optimism and true excitement about the season. That seemed pretty palatable from the start, not just the, the fest itself being in a new venue and the people aside from Lucas Giolito, who was down with the flu, Everybody who was in to engage with the fans. I mean, that was as heralded a list of stars as we've seen a long time. And for once, it didn't seem like the emphasis was almost 50 50 or maybe two thirds, one third on former stars. This was really a here and now Sox Fest where the guys who are going to be on the roster this year are coming up quick. Uh, yeah. were featured and um, you know those sorts of things did uh, make it sort of different what was your take on the you know the venue itself and sort of the the setup and having pretty much logged the complete uh, Friday and Saturday experience
1: uh, I thought McCormick was a pretty excellent venue uh, I did have some minor gripes uh, with the line management I felt as if uh, lots of signage was very ambiguous uh, so for uh, the first uh, town hall on Friday the uh, the line uh, for Aloya Menez actually cut through the panel. So my view was blocked for most of it. Uh, so uh, definitely blessings upon the nice fans who have voluntarily uh, sat or crouched. So uh, us folk in the uh, first and second row could at least see. Uh, other than that, uh, besides some really strange line dynamics, I felt as if it was uh, pretty well managed. Uh, I I did not feel like I was overwhelmed or uh, being inadvertently touched by random strangers (laughs) on accident, or at least I hope on accident, Uh (laughs) Um, which which is my big thing. Uh, I I value my personal space uh, very closely. Uh, So, uh, yeah, if I just uh, feel... Like someone just accidentally, like, running up against my back or to the side, like, I, I will not have a good time. Uh, so th- that didn't happen, that didn't happen this weekend.
0: So that's a plus a for the song. venue, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. done, McCormick yeah, yeah. plays,
1: absolutely. And I mean, like, I totally understand it's the first year in this venue, and I actually never attended any of the Sox Fests, uh, at the Palmer House. Oh. Uh, the last Ox Fest I went to uh, was back uh, in the Hyatt days, so way, way back. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: so that's my only point of comparison. Um, so whatever I remember of the Hyatt is that, uh, yeah, that was very crowded. Um, just uh, lines were ridiculous. Uh, probably little to no line management, if any. Uh, yeah. And in so ter- otherwise, I, I had a I had a good time. Uh, that pretty much the big plus is that uh, I, I really didn't have any huge gripes or detriments uh, within
0: your venue. And in terms of approaching it, uh, in, it with a sort of an eye towards some, some coverage and with the credential around your neck, which, by the way, Photo Choice, Prime, Primo, <laughs> loved it.
1: I honestly didn't think you would use it, <laughs> so, but I, 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 on, I honestly should have known better.
0: Yes, you should have. Better. I believe I wrote to Hannah, and God bless you, Hannah, at the White Sox for, for arranging the pass. It's terrific what you do for all the White Sox bloggers, so it was really cool that you got Southside Sox in and got Janice in covering for us, but yes, I did pose it to her. I said, I think the Medieval Times photo better captures the flavor of what we're all about. If you want to play it straight, we got a backup for you, but Medieval okay. Times yeah. is my yeah. vote.
1: Margarita
0: and, that and, and when I saw your tweet with your tag, I, my jaw hit the ground. I said, somebody at the White Sox has got a little flavor and I'm liking it. So very well done. But, but my question was going to be, uh, how do you think you approach the Sox Fest uh, with sort of an eye toward the coverage uh, contrasted with how you might have had you just gone uh, as a fan with, with the pass you had or did anything r- really change up?
1: think uh certainly uh, just as a writer, uh, I still am kind of developing uh, my style. Um, definitely I mean it's uh, very based in humor, uh, very much so based in uh, based in shit posting mostly if you excuse my language for a brief moment. Uh, but of course, too, there, I, I, I like to also apply some objective truth into everything I say. Uh, so even though like, I'm snarky or trying to be a total ass 80% of the time, I'm uh, doing so but also at the same time just presenting things as they happen. Uh, so, uh, And also, too, I just kind of want to be the eyes and ears of people who weren't able to attend the fest. Uh, so it was uh, simply my formula was, Oh, so um, uh, Han said that uh, Taco Tuesday is happening in the clubhouse uh, for the rest of the season, and then I'll just throw in some sort of joke after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, the Rick Renteria says that. Um, let's see. Uh, he's going to uh, make uh, Tim Anderson play both right field and shortstop, uh, uh, and, and then throw in some sort of uh, sarcastic joke a- after that. Uh, so, essentially, it's definitely a mix of. Uh, yeah, presenting things as they happen and at the same time uh, kind of maintaining my own creative
0: flair. When you think about it, uh, and and this certainly doesn't sound like anything differently than what I tried to do when I covered SoxFest as well, because the venue you're using, at least for the immediacy of your coverage, is Twitter, and let's face it, Twitter is a short amount of characters, even shorter back in the old days when my cell phone was powered by kerosene and there were fewer characters even to work with. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it lends itself to jokes. It lends itself to some quick hit stuff. And certainly that objective truth has a place. And in fact, it needs to be the place. Uh, But certainly to go in with an attitude, especially when you realize, I mean, I'm sure there are some times where you were listening to a seminar or or whatever it was, observing something and, you know, two or three people around you are, are goofing with their phones too. And you find it a lot with actual, you know, the reporters, but even just people at Soxfest you know we're all all tweeting the same thing so if you know there's five people down the line either direction sort of observing the same thing you know, it's always nice to try to find a way to put a spin on it that isn't just Rick Renneria says he's gonna be making ceviche again this year yeah it'd be nice to probably try to throw some kind of twist in there if you have any sort of personality and character at all and you certainly proved that in your uh, coverage this weekend and it was a lot of fun to follow now, speaking of objective truth, Janice, it's a nice seg, because let's move into Rick Hahn, who I think is enjoying uh, a deserved uh, victory lap for some of what he's done this off offseason, um, yet still is maintaining he, some he, focus yeah. on um, what's important, uh, which is the October uh, baseball.
1: He certainly has a high approval rate right now. Um, I saw him getting high-fived uh, hmm. quite a bit. Uh, I did not high-five him. Uh, personally did not have the opportunity to but uh yeah he he was definitely a very well-liked guy at the fest
0: and shout out to anahito who uh is a uh a member of several white Sox online communities in, including playing a very significant role at Southside Sox. in one of the uh, i don't know town hall, seminars whatnot q a's uh he did lob the question at rick hahn Uh, having to do with uh, how he regards blogs, whether he follows them, what value they have. And I think that was a great uh, intro, both for us all in the blog community, but also for Rick, giving him a chance to sort of maybe scrub a little conscience from maybe six months ago at uh, uh, Reggie's. Now his answer was that he does follow blogs, but give me a little uh, thinking there in terms of how he approached that. And, uh, And, uh, you know, how he came across in answering that question from Anno.
1: Uh, Yeah, he essentially said that uh, there is some great value in uh, experiencing the White Sox uh, through through the eyes of people who just want the best uh, for the team. Uh, That's a rough paraphrase of what he said. And I don't mean great value in the Walmart sense. I mean it in uh, that. I I felt as if um, Han... Uh, really does uh, value kind of like the grassroots approach uh, to viewing the team. Uh, uh, He didn't drop his burner, Mm. which I was kind of disappointed. Well, I guess that's the the point of a burner, right? Just to to maintain anonymity. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I know that uh, Han has a reputation for being extremely online, uh, and I'm I'm sure uh, he wasn't going to admit to it on stage, but he sees us i i, I felt seen uh, by his comments
0: yeah that's cool you know i mean there there's no doubt you want that acknowledgement and it's okay maybe not to have the acknowledgement you certainly don't want the um uh the criticism and the complaining which was a little bit more of the tone um as a really tough season wore on last year and, and that sort of explained the whole Reggie's debacle with uh, the NBC Sports crew last year. But I think, um, you know, this offseason and, and certainly the SoxFest experience has, has done a decent amount to scrub that a little clean, including the fact that Rick is uh, really still, I don't think he's necessarily um, intoxicated on the fumes of his own success. He really seemed to be repeating a mantra that involved parades and October baseball. And, uh, you know, I wonder what you sort of thought of, of the fact that he really kept hammering that home.
1: Uh, during uh, one of the panels, uh, he was asked on whether he thought this off season was successful, and uh, he said something along the lines of, uh, "Well, uh, a successful off season is uh, that, that's very that, that, that's very subjective. That looks different uh, for every team." Uh, but he essentially said that none of that really mattered un- unless October baseball happens. Uh, so that that answer was very well received by the crowd.
0: This is a new experience for me, as this is the first South Side Sox podcast in quite a while, and certainly the first one I'm hosting. We do have a couple ads during this program, and I believe we're going to get one right now. If it turns out nothing pops up and we come right back, well then, lucky you—you you dialed up the commercial-free premiere episode of the South Side Sox podcast but we'll be back with you in just a minute all right i'm here with janice griot from Southside side hit pen and also a contributor hey. to Southside socks and we've been talking a little bit about her socks fest experience socks fest 2020 she rocked it pretty hard as the queen of socks fest and she is not going to be able to deny that title i'm going to just lay it on her and she's yoked with it for at least for a year but let's talk yeah, now, yeah, Janice, absolutely. a little bit on some of the guys that you were able to have a little bit of one on one interaction with at Sox Fest. Uh, you, yeah. you got some tweets, but certainly Tim Anderson was a guy who really jumped out at you, and you're going to be writing on him on Southside Sox. But to give me a little taste of your interaction with him.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, he's probably the first baseball player that I've actually had a pretty extended conversation with. So, of course. I kind of approached with a, with, with a little bit of nerve, and I definitely just kind of laid it on flat. I, I told him right away, be like, hey, like, not going to lie to me, I am nervous as hell. And he's like, oh, don't be, I'm just a regular guy. Uh, and I, we just kind of took it from there. And it was just like chatting with a friend. Uh, he really put me at ease. Uh, so for a little bit, uh, I was asking him some questions about his uh, off-season development, like some of the things that he's been working on. Uh, he just—he told me that generally like, he's just working on being um, an overall uh, better player. Uh, I didn't rip him on his defense uh, because, yeah, super awkward for me to be like, i am super—I'm really, really <laughs> yeah, scared that's... to talk to you and like let's talk about your defensive errors last. That
0: is not a pro tip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So a uh, kudos to me for uh, not playing that <laughs> part. Uh, so he just said that, um, he's also working on, uh, the mental aspect of things a little bit more, which I think was a reoccurring thing. Um, I remember Michael Kopech uh, talking a little bit about mental health, uh, in a seminar at Sox 2 uh, and I asked him, okay, so what percent of it would you say is mental? What percent, what, what percent of it would you say is physical? And he didn't really have an answer for me, which is Okay. Uh, Just mainly because uh, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's it's more mental, sometimes it's more physical, uh, is basically uh, my paraphrase of what he told me, Mm -hmm. which is very acceptable. Uh, I can definitely understand that. Uh, Yeah, what else did we talk about? Uh, we talked a lot about the batting title. Like I gave him major kudos for that. Um, I kind of asked him if he was starstruck about it, and of course he wasn't. Just he's like, ah, you know, just another day at work. That's all.
0: So wait, let's cut right to this now. At what point did you challenge him to some one-on-one basketball?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So how that conversation started. Uh, so he asked me uh, where I'm from, and so um, I told him, well, uh, my mom's from the Philippines. And we talked a little bit about that, and he's like, whoa, they got baseball fans in the Philippines," <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's like my mom is a huge White Sox fan as well. She's a huge Tim Anderson fan. On top of that, uh, still got handfuls of cousins and nieces and nephews in the Philippines. Um, I mean, like the Philippines isn't really a big baseball sport. Uh, I know they do have a national baseball team. And to go off on a slight tangent, they just got a." Uh, a national women's baseball team wow uh, which, which is really cool uh
0: there's yeah, hope janice uh, there's hope <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well uh yeah if, if you need uh if you need a soft tossing lefty uh that can also run the bases uh yeah the philippine national women's baseball team uh, you got my got my agent's info uh, hit him up excellent <laughs> So where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, so essentially I just told Tim Anderson that he's got plenty of fans in the Philippines, uh, which is nuts because the Philippines isn't a big baseball country. They're they're more all about basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, having played basketball before uh, in my my younger days, uh, hence the baller librarian handle, um, I told him a little bit about that and how uh, being a 5'4 point guard meant that basketball wasn't necessarily in my future. And uh, he commiserated with me.
0: He definitely felt that uh... yeah he wouldn't uh yeah he'd, he'd be you know point guard you know maybe at best i mean he's not uh he's not too strapping so in today's nba you know
1: yeah yeah that's what you told me too that uh that, yeah um he was pretty much limited to uh to those roles of uh, playing basketball and i told him too that a lot of americans uh, end up uh, playing in the, the pba the Philippine mm-hmm. uh, basketball league mm-hmm. uh, just mainly because yeah it's just a booming business over there mm-hmm. uh, F- filipinos love basketball
0: yeah now uh you also s- grabbed a little time with dallas keichel uh i know uh, I we did. saw a photo and uh i know there was some uh, you know, some, some beard petitions going on uh, at the Sox Fest, but uh, <laughs> how was the, uh, the interaction there with Dallas?
1: Uh, Dallas was a very, very sweet, very funny guy. I, I did not get to talk to him for too long uh, because uh, he, uh, they were, everyone was already uh, being herded uh, into the fest. So um, I, I, I kind of did a little research. Uh, I wanted to kind of gas Dallas up on that two-run RBI single he hit <laughs> off uh, Raylo uh, last year. And I kind of wanted to ask him if uh, maybe uh, that was uh, one of the motivations for this acquisition, that, oh, we should just acquire uh, <laughs> just hit anyone that can hit. We didn't have a DH at the pitching. time. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, well, well, let's just acquire anyone that can hit. And, hey, you know what, if they can be a useful number two starter, then that's a, just a great byproduct. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk to him about that. So uh, I didn't get to, so I think. Dallas was also holding a pair of scissors um, at the time, uh, not pictured in mm. the selfie I took with him. Uh, he, he used those scissors to cut, I guess, the uh, the ribbon that was, or the symbolic ribbon that I guess symbolized the opening of socks factor or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, he made he made some jokes saying that um, shouldn't run with the scissors. Mm. Got a chuckle out Courageous, of it.
0: Courageous uh, move on his part given the beard drips down to his chest that he's carrying scissors and and being a yeah. little bit uh flippant yeah, with yeah, his yeah. Uh, jokes yeah, there was, so
1: and he was asked if he was going to be a, uh, asked to uh, remove the beard or at least trim it and he said uh in his uh, panel uh, with yes money grandel that uh, that he has trimmed it a little <laughs> bit uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Keiko and I have that in common where we love exploiting loopholes, so uh, yeah, uh, so, so, so he said he did trim the beard, but I do admit that I will be upset if uh, Reinsdorf makes him um, shave it all together. So, I, I like the beard. Uh, it's, it's a good
0: beard. Yeah, come on, we're, we're celebrating uh, stick talk, bat flips, all sorts of swag. It was definitely present all SoxFest. That's something the team is playing up, so you know, let the guys be the guys, you know, it's a, it's a different time, uh, no use for the, uh, chopping the mullet, hacking the beard, uh, killing the braids, just, you know, who you're going to be, you're paying <laughs> tens Precisely. and hundreds of millions of these guys, so.
1: Precisely, I, I feel as if it would kind of be a detriment towards this whole, um, yes, a uh, preference towards, um expressiveness and originality uh, that the White Sox tend to uh, let their players uh, kind of uh, experiment with it. So, I mean, uh, yeah, if, uh, if Tim Anderson can chuck a bat, yeah, yeah, Dallas Cycle should keep his beard. Yeah, just let the guys be
0: themselves. You acknowledged or you name dropped uh, our hero, Yasmani, but let's connect the two, Dallas and Yasmani. They were on a panel together, as you alluded, and sure there was some tricky stuff that came up during the course of that uh, panel, and you seemed to detect some at least mildly palatable tension. Uh, talk to me a little about what was asked and uh, and, and how that uh, how that played out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I mean, the tension it, it was more so something I just predicted. Uh, so Dallas being a part of that 2017 uh, Astros team and Grandal uh, being on that 2017 Dodgers team, uh, I just kind of assumed that. There was probably going to be some kind of weirdness between them, uh, whether it came up sooner or later. Uh, and I thought I was, the, I, I thought I was wrong at first, uh, just mainly because uh, Keiko had some very, uh, very warm, near and dear things to say about Yasmani, uh, essentially telling the crowd that he feels as if he's going to uh, be made so much better, especially by uh, Grandal's pitch framing. Um, he specifically said that. Oh, he's going to make me so much better, which I thought was weirdly kind of sweet um, to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, I think um, for, for the most part, I thought I was wrong about the whole tension thing. That, that was until uh, Chuck Garfine decided to make things weird and uh, ask, ask Dallas about uh, the Astros cheating scandal. Uh, and uh, Keiko essentially just reiterated the same apology he gave the media earlier uh, and I it was pretty obvious he was trying to choose his words well uh but the one thing that stuck out in my mind was he kept saying that I'm personally sorry like I am personally sorry for this mm-hmm. and uh, as a White Sox fan like yeah I, I definitely want to believe him I want to you know just accept his apology and move forward but as a baseball fan um I just kind of want to see more accountability. Um, yeah, definitely some conflicting emotions there. And, of course, I'm, I'm just trying to read Yasmani the entire time as uh, Michael's kind of stumbling over his words. And he just kind of had this stony face the whole time. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, Megan, uh, who is a uh, Brewers fan, so so she's known uh, Yas for a little bit. She taught me, oh, maybe his face is just like that. It's you know? <laughs> just, just kind of hard to read. Uh I I do you know yeah kind of kind of gruff no nonsense catch personality, uh, but yeah but, but but who knows I mean we've got um, long season ahead hopefully that tension doesn't last uh, although Grandal did bring up in the kids press conference that he and Dallas apparently had a uh, a nice conversation about it I use nice very loosely
0: well you know better than horrible better than fisticuffs you know uh and and dallas it's funny you know he he did come out with his statement uh you know sort of opening up sax there with some personal acknowledgement and some remorse uh which was sort of immediately heralded as really the best thing any ex-player from houston had said and virtually at the same time, I'm not sure, maybe it was the next night, you've got Justin Verlander accepting some baseball writers award, cracking jokes about it and and coming across like a complete jag off, you know, making further light of it, which is is an odd move. It's a strange play. Uh, It's definitely different than what the Houston guys did uh, at their fan fest, which was just sort of stone face it. And it's definitely different than what Dallas did, which was to at least acknowledge something, you know, wasn't right. And it shouldn't be done. It shouldn't be practiced. So it's funny that those two things were going on. And big surprise that Grandpa Verlander was the one who comes across as the bigger jagoff in the whole deal.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all one bit, actually. Yeah. Uh-
0: <laughs> now let's focus more on what's really important here. And perhaps the the true focus, at least, of you going into SoxFest before there any, was any opportunity for coverage and awesome tweeting and a... Superfly Medieval Times uh, uh press pass. Uh and that is Yasmani Grandal. You did get to spend a little time with them and certainly observed them in a uh in action on both uh, uh days. Um uh anything to report there? General feeling about having uh that guy behind the plate this season for us, uh probably just getting more and more encouraged as we go.
1: Uh, Yeah, I actually didn't uh, have a a, a conversation with him at all. Uh, I I did get a a photo with him. Uh, I just said hello. I just welcomed him to Chicago. Um, uh, Yeah, I actually kind of had a a good list of questions to ask him. Um, Namely, I kind of wanted to ask him about uh, his relationship uh, with Gio Gonzalez, and I also kind of wanted to uh, get a feel on... Uh, what kind of influence he might have had on any of the subsequent signings. Um, Mm -hmm. The Geo signing I was particularly interested in, uh, considering that they were both teammates in Milwaukee the prior year. Um, But I just got the general feeling uh, that uh, he's a very uh, influential guy all around, and I know that he and Renteria have a history. um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Renteria having been a coach on the Padres um, so long ago, and uh, Grandal um, kind of getting his start with the Padres, and I do know that uh, he's got ambitions to become a manager someday. So I can definitely see him kind of taking on a, a leadership role in the clubhouse, which I think is very important. Um, he's he's a yeah very charismatic guy, um, and I I didn't tweet this. I saved this in the draft but uh, there's this photo that someone took of him at Socksfest and uh, he's got all these microphones in front of him, and he's just, like, incredibly theatrically good-looking in this photo. And my thoughts were that uh, he should definitely play uh, the fictional – or the leader of a fictional country on a show, like maybe um, Scandal or Designated Survivor or 24. Uh, I can just kind of see him just – Angrily marching into the White House for like some sort of press conference <laughs> or meeting with the president. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I, I can go off on Yasmani Grandal for hours.
0: That's yeah. true. When I do hand the <laughs> when I do hand the mic to you on Yasmani, yes, it may not come back. Well, okay, you've identified a possible, you know, because it isn't always, you know, granted that maybe the uh, some teams prove us wrong where guys go right from uh, being in the dugout as a player to getting into the manager's chair but in case Yasmani has to go through, you know, a couple of years of it, some kind of waiting period, he's potentially got a little bit of uh, a Hollywood opportunity for him while he bides his time before he, you know, turns the magical age whatever it's supposed to be to become a manager. Uh, it's interesting he has those abs, uh, aspirations obviously so many catchers do end up managing and the fact that he immediately really before there was even probably a, a press conference announcing the signing was already reported that he was texting back and forth with Rick Hahn or or maybe Ricky Renneria about other acquisitions, about personnel on the team. Gives you an idea that he hit the ground running and uh, definitely sees himself as, if not the leader of the team, a really key leader. And obviously he is the leader and the captain on the field at at catcher. So I think the White Sox got themselves the best best possible candidate at, at catcher for this season
1: absolutely I'm so so pumped just to yeah I mean this is information you already knew but I was over the moon as soon as I heard about the signing
0: Mm -hmm. we are going to give Janice a chance to sort of Take a deep breath now after that Yasmani chat, and we are going to hit up yet another commercial break. And again, if you don't hear anything, lucky you, the lottery dean dane, that you should get the commercial-free Southside Socks podcast number one. Otherwise, the rest of you we'll see in about 30 seconds. All right, back here with Janice Scario. And she was our Southside Sox correspondent at uh uh What's this thing we're talking about? It's SoxFest 2020. Yeah, that's what it's talking about. No, I'm not tired. Don't worry. Uh, let's yeah, touch a, Let's touch on a couple other things, uh, that, uh, were notable in your mind. And, uh, were there any excellent, uh, gift shop deals or cool vendors at, uh, SoxFest this year? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Sports Depot had this really great sale. It was like 50% off mostly everything. It kind of blew my mind. Uh, mainly because you you never, yeah, coming across affordable White Sox merchandise is like neither here nor there. So when you kind of see it in the heat of the moment, uh, I'm trying to remember if I saw anything in particular that I really wanted. Uh, There was a David Robertson um, jersey that I didn't pop, even though I I think I should have. My boyfriend's a huge David Robertson fan, so I... uh, I kind of missed out on an opportunity, but I feel kind of bad. I make him squeeze into a
0: youth large. <laughs> um, speaking as yeah, a, was- speaking as a person who once went to Sox Fest as a, a vendor and hauled like 200 pounds of books into the venue, like on uh, on a icy inclined uh, mm-hmm. parking garage deal, I'm not surprised that the Sports Depot uh, wanted to slash the merchandise pretty well. Clearly, they just didn't want to haul a lot of that stuff. Back to the depot. You can't blame them. They yeah, just want to yeah, leave yeah. it in the hands of the fans.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it too is also getting rid of the old majestic stuff as well. Yeah. So I, I totally get it. Um, I guess for some for some context, I used to work at the sports depot like way way back in the mm-hmm. day. So I've got kind of the an insider uh, insider gaze insider retail info. So uh, your your so. employee
0: your employee discount cards still work. <laughs>
1: Uh, it does not. Man. It does not, no. <laughs>
0: you could have hooked up all the fans back in the Philippines with some nice White Sox snap swag. What's going on?
1: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, mm. yeah. I guess maybe it'll have to be me. Mm. Uh, that, that kind of is that connection. Uh, so, so aside uh, from know, the – Sox... uh, yeah. uh, so... Once White Sox baseball blows up, like the way right. that the NBA has in the Philippines. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see White Sox hats pop up in – in the Makati City Mall, in no time. Oh,
0: that is sweet. The uh, aside from the uh, seventy-four cent David Robertson, uh, uh, David Robertson, uh, special, tiny youth special. Uh, anything else uh, jump out at you, or uh, were, were you tempted? Um, I think
1: of some of the other vendors I saw. Um, probably my favorite uh, was um, the a um, fellow hit penner. Uh, so uh, Tom Borowski was a uh, mm. hawk and his prince. Of his paintings all weekend, uh, so I was able to uh, cop a Yasmani Grandel uh, print, which was really great. Um, I'm trying to think of yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I, I otherwise my shopping was very, uh, yeah, I, I kind of was a little conservative with the uh, with the wallet. I only bought a hat, and that is it. Mm. You know, my, my financial advisor would be very proud of me.
0: Yeah, I, I see. Showed,
1: showed great restraint out there.
0: Note to White Sox, Janice is not yet all in. Keep working. <laughs> don't rest. Don't sleep. You got some time. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've referred to uh, at least a few of the online uh, characters. Shout it out uh, to Anno. Uh, you just mentioned Tom Borowski, who's our uh, who, who's the staff artist over there at uh, Southside Hit Pen, and has had his work featured on Southside Sox as, as well. And he is promising, I guess, a, a pretty exciting uh, season of art uh, coming up, which hopefully will jibe with a uh, with wins, 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 wins uh amber you, you you threw amber out there uh joe rhesus of course we got to give the shout out to the uh back-to-back it's a matter of fact back-to-back Sox math championships to the point where yes. he even admitted there were a couple questions he got that stunned both his competitors and even the quiz master himself uh jason Vanetti so
1: yeah that's impressive if you can uh kind of like stunt jason Vanetti then that's that's like yeah that, that, that is like some god-tiered stuff right yeah, there. yeah
0: it's like i came up with these convoluted preposterous questions and this guy nailed a couple of them what in the hell is going on here i don't know how he's going to raise the bar for next year but if joe gets back there for a third and i say if like it's not going to happen uh we'll see what uh what Benetti is able to uh, cook up there uh, as well uh james fox was also there he's our uh yeah. the, the managing yeah. editor over at Southside side hip pen and uh
1: yeah, James James Fox and I got to uh, hang out for a little bit um, so I, I met a lot of people uh, at the uh, the 108 after party as well um, some people that I yeah have never met in real life before actually like yeah just this was my first time meeting nearly yeah anyone from White Sox Twitter or uh, the blogosphere in real life Um with the exception of a few people from last season. Um, So that was a really surreal experience, kind of putting the face behind the Twitter handle. And, uh, yeah, just kind of reminding myself that people in real life are much different than how they are online. That's also a a stark truth (laughs) that you definitely remember. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty much the same person in, in person as I am online. I am just as just horrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I, am, I am equally as abrasive in, in real life as I am
0: online. Put it on a business card. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, clearly the baller made an impression. She was getting shouts out left and right from people saying, hey, follow her for good stuff. Hello to her. Asking for Rex on... Uh, what white Sox? other what other white Sox twitter people to follow i believe there's even some uh some uh uh, anonymous cruising going on i think you at least got one uh flattering compliment from uh, one anonymous uh, twitter person out there so clearly made an impression (laughs) clearly made exactly the kind of impression you want to make come on janice yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, that's, that's definitely um, what a good librarian does, in my opinion, <laughs> kind of act as sort of like the conduit for information, and uh, also, too, knows where to find uh, the best sources. So uh, essentially, yeah, just still uh, kind of exercising my librarian duties, even though I'm no longer a librarian on paper. But uh, yeah, I'm a librarian for life, the baseball librarian. There you go.
0: There you go. Well, you got the Twitter handle. How are you gonna change that? So
1: no, you gotta no, live I can't up to it. At this point. I almost did. I almost did, just mainly because like there are some times where I'll just look at it and I'm, I'll go, "This is this is dumb, man. I can't believe I came up with this shit." Uh, and then I mean, at, at this point, it's already my brand, so I might as well just stick with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Baller and librarian, nailed it. Come on, <laughs> jeez, it's not complicated. <laughs> Well, I think uh, that might wrap up what we need to take care of on this premier Southside Socks podcast. Is there any sort of thing on the season, on the fest, on life, you feel you need to drop before we uh, let you bounce and get back to the puppy?
1: Um, Just that, uh, yeah, opening day just needs to get here. No, no doubt about it uh, soxfest was really great to kind of uh, pull me temporarily out of my seasonal depression uh, and uh, drop me drop me right back into it today uh, so yeah I, I, I just I, I just need uh, opening day to get here ASAP uh so i can uh, be pulled once again out of my
0: seasonal fog speaking of opening day in march in chicago the legit opening day is in chicago it's not we're not starting in kansas city to see it snow there and then come back to chicago so march 26 or whatever it is end of march mm-hmm. opening day in chicago all right give me a prediction is it going to be mostly sun is it going to be mostly rain is it going to be mostly snow
1: oh it's going to be awful it's, 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 <laughs> No, for sure.
0: <laughs> that sounds like somebody who's still stuck a bit in the throes of seasonal depression, Janice.
1: Yeah, it sure does, doesn't <laughs> it? Uh...
0: <laughs> well, your affective disorder is something we all can bear along with you and following. Yeah, totally.
1: I'm just going to. I am going to uh, maybe try to market some sort of uh, white sock steamed sad lamp, maybe?
0: Ooh. Well, see, the problem is they're all listening. So when you see it in the list of promotions late this year or next year, you'll know that came and went and, uh, you know, you lost out on your little, uh, on your tip for that one because, okay, White Sox, you didn't hear that. And if we see it, we're going to contact you unless it says Southside Sox underneath. We're going to come after you. Well, we will.
1: I am going to want my commission for that idea. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, You can follow Janice at, as if it's not obvious, at Baller Librarian. Please do it because it rocks. It's awesome. You'll have fun. You'll learn some stuff. You'll get to meet other people who she's retweeting or sending you to. Um,
1: Oh, fun is conditional, though. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you won't have fun. Follow anyway. Come on, we're telling you to. You're listening. Follow.
1: Fun with an asterisk.
0: Jeez. Of course, follow Southside Socks. You can follow me, Brett Ballantini, if you want. You know, whatever. I'm just trying to shine some light on some other folks in the White Sox Twitter universe, including Janice. It was delightful getting the chance to extend a pass to you and have you cover for us at Socks Fest uh, 2020. Certainly hope a year from now you'll be able to do the same thing. And between now and then, a lot of wins, some really cool, creative. And winning game recaps uh, in store over at uh, Southside Hit Pen. And certainly hope to have you back on the podcast uh, sooner than later, Janice. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I, this was a, a blast. So, to say the
0: least. Thank you, everybody, for listening and reading. Uh, continue following Janice's writing both at Southside Hit Pen and Southside Socks, including some sort of wrap up to the actual socks fest that we've been talking about here and uh, tune in a week from now if not before you don't know it's going to be just once a week if people keep buying the products that we're we're hawking here on this podcast they might be asking me to do it every day who the heck knows and Janice will be back sooner or later but for both Janice Carrillo and myself Brett Valentini this has been the Southside Socks podcast Uh, tune on in in a week And follow us on Southside Socks. Thanks, everybody.